It's time to set aside all of the conversation you get from other talk shows, and let's focus here for the next two hours on something we call Dixie. Hello, I'm John Rawl, and this is The Y'all Show, a Tuesday edition of the All Southern Program, and we've got a great combination of news, political talk, sports talk, and food to discuss on today's y'all show our website is y'all.com y-a-l-l.com on facebook twitter instagram just search for y'all show and y'all.com and we're right there awaiting your perusal just can't wait to have you join the y'all army it is a primary day in new hampshire this evening and we're going to have complete coverage on wednesday's y'all show in fact we're going to have a reporter call in right after the primary wraps up in new hampshire and we'll be on our wednesday show so we're going to have a very exciting guest to cover the new hampshire primary and then after tonight in new hampshire the focus is on south carolina nevada as well nevada you say nevada i say nevada 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 you say tomato i say tomato (laughs) we've got south carolina mainly on our mind because that's the next primary that's at least a southern state february 29th the date for that in our political spotlight later this hour we're going to hear a couple of the candidates that were blazing a last minute trail in new hampshire on monday we've got audio from bernie sanders who's a leader there in the primary at least according to the polls joe biden he was riled up man he was ready to go at president trump but hey joe biden you might have to get through the democratic contenders first We'll also hear about a name that popped up pretty big in Iowa, and she did very well in the debate on Friday night there in New Hampshire. Amy Klobuchar, the senator from the state of Minnesota, she's getting a very good last couple of days, and we're going to hear from her. She's right now polling in the top two to top three, and that's impressive since the neighbor of New Hampshire is Massachusetts, and there's a lady named Elizabeth Warren who's running for president from that state. So we'll have a lot of emphasis on what's going on in the Granite State on the Y'all Political Report coming up at the end of this hour. We also have, before we get to that point, I should tell you, starting off, more weather to tell you about. We've got some bad weather hitting a large portion of the South in the next 24, 48 hours, if it hasn't got you already. And it's going to add more rainwater, more flooding to areas of our region that don't need any more rain. And it's getting to be a scary situation. So we'll let you know. In fact, I found out some schools in Alabama closed today because of flooding. We don't hear that all that often. But we'll pass along what we know on the flooding standpoint and the watch standpoint for flooding when we get to our headlines momentarily in the second hour of today's y'all show we begin it with sports land yet we've got a mixed bag of all kinds of things including a look at some of the top contenders in sunday's daytona 500 we already know we told you on monday the mississippians at the pole position for the big race on sunday but who else is there you got that fella there from north of atlanta that's in the top five in the pole position and we can't wait to hear more about chase elliott and we'll get to that when we get to our sports land yap plus we'll let you know a little bit about professional football as it was announced on monday that athens alabama native and former nc state quarterback philip rivers will no longer be in the powder blue of the los angeles chargers he's going to be moving on to a new team that team to be determined but we'll have the latest on that more on the xfl and then of course 
the latest college basketball rankings for both the boys and the girls, men and the women. We'll have all that as our part of our sports land. You have to start hour two. And then we'll move over to our barbecue barrister, Matt Hermans. He joins us for a great conversation about a couple of different things, including Texas Roadhouse. Are y'all familiar with that great restaurant chain that's all over the southeast? They are putting on a meat cutting contest at the end of February in Nashville at Gaylord Opryland Hotel. And we're going to get Matt Herman's take on meat cutting and what they've got going on there in the Music City, or should I say the Meat City. And also, we'll get to his conversation going about Salt and Pepper, not that hip-hop group from the 80s, but no, Salt and Pepper. And what does that mean when it comes to grilling? Matt Herman's our barbecue barrister, he's up in the second hour of this the y'all show thank you for listening to us on the podcast forum or if you're listening to us on one of our many radio stations across the southeast we appreciate it here now let's get into the headlines of what's going on and as we said a stormy week expected with the dual threat of both flooding rainfall and storms with potential tornadoes already hitting a waterlogged region here this week the national weather service saying that this weather pattern will continue throughout the entire week and you'll have multiple rounds of soaking rain, and that will increase the chances of damaging and life-threatening flooding going on in the southeast. Also, flash flooding in portions of the south, and some of that begins today. Severe thunderstorms with damaging winds and some tornadoes also expected here in the southeast. And this will be widespread, and a lot of these areas have been already just pummeled with heavy rain. Some even had snowfall last week. And now we're going to have this happen over the next few days. We've already seen around Birmingham, water rescues were necessary after cars had stalled in floodwaters on Monday afternoon on the University of Alabama Birmingham campus. And I know they canceled classes at several of the school districts in Alabama on Tuesday because of flooding. And all of this because a lot of the areas were impassable because of flooding. In Bessemer, residents along Valley Creek had to be evacuated from their homes Monday afternoon as the levels of the water in the creek there continued to rise. A scary situation in Alabama. In Mississippi, in Kosciuszko, They were flooding there, and people had problems there, as well as in Yazoo City, as an area was entirely underwater on Monday afternoon. And this is going to be a problem. It already is a problem. It's going to continue to be a problem. So what do we have going on with excessive rainfall? The excessive rainfall outlook is central Mississippi all the way to the North Georgia mountains. So imagine north of Jackson, Mississippi, heading across to Birmingham, all the way to Huntsville, And then across the Georgia line into Atlanta, north to, let's say, Calhoun, Georgia, all the way northeast to roughly Gainesville, Georgia. That is your heaviest rainfall outlook for the next 24, 48 hours. Now, that doesn't mean other areas aren't going to see plenty of rain. That's a high risk of extreme rainfall. Other areas that are within the moderate range of heavy rainfall in the next 24 hours, so be on the lookout. That is areas to the west of Jackson, Mississippi, on into northeast Louisiana, for example. That Monroe area, be on the lookout for big rainfall problems in the next 24 hours. And then you've got more of north Mississippi, Tupelo, Oxford, Batesville, all that area expected to have plenty of rainfall here in the next few hours. And then you scoot 
more toward the east and you've got problems in north alabama like huntsville across the state line into southern middle tennessee fayetteville as well as winchester and chattanooga those areas expected to see plenty of rainfall in the next 24 48 hours and this this swath cuts its way all the way to the western north carolina mountains as well as the very northwest corner of south carolina like walhalla would be in this area for a moderate risk of excessive rainfall and many of these areas certainly have seen already their fair share and these same areas would be under a flood watch now until we know of flood warnings we already have seen flood warnings in a large area of some of these places like birmingham with the flooding there and then in mississippi as we said kosciuszko had issues as well be careful in the tennessee valley area i just happened to be looking at the river the other day when i crossed it and you could see it was getting up to a level where was it this time last year that the tennessee river especially in north alabama and west tennessee was flooding at levels no one had really seen i think it was around this time in 2019 and i have friends who had to redo their entire basements and such because of the excessive flooding for that and that wasn't expected i remember when that came this rain forecast to be on the lookout for is all the way through friday and these same areas i mentioned from let's say monroe louisiana working your way east through central mississippi central to north alabama and then the extreme northern portions of georgia as well as the south east corner of tennessee chattanooga cleveland as well as over into the mountains of western north carolina those are your areas that are going to see the most rainfall and the worst of this storm front as it moves through and again many many areas expected to see rain where they already have already seen their fair share of rain now as far as what's expected beside rain according to the national weather service the severe weather forecast for wednesday is pretty bad in jackson mississippi and and portions to the east and west of that let's say from tuscaloosa back to alexandria louisiana if you imagine a straight line going through jackson mississippi there in that area that's your areas where these most likely severe weather is going to happen that means tornadoes be on the lookout for that but all almost virtually all of the state of louisiana all of mississippi all of alabama and almost all of the state of tennessee is in this severe weather forecast possibility the alert level should be up for these areas as well as portions of the western side of georgia and the extreme western edge of the florida panhandle also with this threat of bad weather and expected rainfalls just to give you an example what we've already seen through february 6 here in the southeast birmingham's had over five inches of rain also chattanooga with four and a half inches and this is just from february 1 until february 6 so in this month alone we've already seen nearly a half inch of rain in places like birmingham knoxville had a 5.69 reading and greer in the upstate of south carolina was almost at six inches so a lot of a lot of really bad rough weather a lot of rainfall to be on the lookout for everybody be careful and let's get through this as best we can here in the coming days a sad story coming from forest city arkansas 
on Monday. Two police officers were wounded and a gunman killed there at a Walmart in Forest City. This is about 45 miles due west of Memphis, Tennessee, is where you'll find Forest City. Police Chief Dion Lee said one of his officers was taken to the hospital in Memphis where he was in surgery. The initial prognosis is he's going to be okay. But these two police officers there with the Forest City, Arkansas Police Department wounded the gunmen killed at this shooting at Walmart in Forest City, Arkansas. The identified officers identified as Lieutenant Eric Varner and Detective Eugene Watlington. Both are assigned to the Criminal Investigation Department. Neither was wearing a bullet restraint vest, according to the police chief there. We hope the best there, but the subject that calls this shooting there at Walmart in eastern Arkansas dead as a result of this fight there at Walmart. More Arkansas news. Schools in Little Rock. The Little Rock School District will be closed for two days over teacher sick calls. This is similar to what we saw, I think it was in, was it Louisville, Kentucky? They pulled this trick last year. And other school districts around the southeast and country did this as well. The Little Rock School District announced that it had canceled classes for both Monday and today as more than 250 staff members have called in sick. The 23,000 student district said the number of absences nearly doubled from recorded absences the previous week. Now, why are they doing this? Now, some people say this has happened because of the flu outbreak, and a lot of school districts across the southeast are calling in and canceling school because of the flu outbreak. People are also a little bit concerned, although I don't think it's a problem here, but they're concerned about coronavirus. That's not really what's happening here. One of the reasons this closing of this giant school district in the state of Arkansas is it's happening is the local teachers union said that the absences are tied to an ongoing complaint about the state of Arkansas's control over that district. And this comes after Arkansas school districts closed because of the flu. But it looks like that's more of the reason there's more to this than the flu of why you're seeing this in Arkansas's capital city as they're fighting. And I saw some of the signs people were waving and, and, and holding about teachers being on strike in Little Rock. So this is more than just a sickness here in Arkansas's capital city. I think it's got something to do with payment. It's got to be, I saw signs that say, don't segregate our schools. One LRSD, as in one Little Rock school district, the hashtag there. A lot of activism going on in Little Rock right now. And I don't think it has to do with germs. In Maryland, the statues of Harriet Tubman and Maryland native Frederick Douglass being unveiled at the Capitol. These abolitionists, their statues unveiled Monday night in the old house chamber. The room there in Annapolis where slavery was abolished from the slave state of Maryland in 1864. And now two bronze statues of the state's famous black historical figures available to view there in the Capitol in Annapolis, Maryland. Tubman escaped from slavery to become a leading abolitionist who helped slaves escape through the Underground Railroad. And of course, Frederick Douglass also escaped slavery on Maryland's eastern shore. He went on to become an author, a speaker, abolitionist, and a supporter of women's rights. And his bestseller in 1845 helped fuel the abolitionist movement. And now these two Marylanders being honored there in the state capital of Maryland. A little weird, though, as progressive as Maryland is, that they have not had these statues there of these two before. Maybe they've got artwork to honor Tubman and 
Frederick Douglass. Now, in 2017, Maryland removed a statue of Robert B. Tiny, the U.S. Supreme Court justice who wrote the 1857 Dred Scott decision that upheld slavery and denied citizenship to blacks. And that statue, I remember three years ago when that was removed, Robert Roger B. Tiny or Taney, the Supreme Court judge behind the Dred Scott decision, and they removed that statue several years. But now adding two more in Black History Month to the halls of government in Annapolis, Maryland. A man has pleaded guilty to federal charges of burning black churches in Louisiana. As the U.S. Attorney's Office said in a news release that Holden Matthews pleaded guilty to three counts of intentional damage to religious property, which is a federal hate crime. He also pleaded to one count of using fire to commit a felony. He entered the the pleas in federal court in Lafayette, sentencing set for May 22nd. He was a black metal musician. I'm not sure what that means, but that's what this guy did before being arrested in a series of fires set at black churches in Louisiana last spring and now has pleaded guilty to these federal criminal counts. And he'll be off to jail for quite some time. He faces a minimum 10-year prison sentence. He, the charges carry a maximum total sentence of 70 years, 20 each for the hate crimes and 10 each for the use of fire and a felony. And I think this guy, from what I remember, is related to a police officer there in the Lafayette area, maybe the son of a police officer or something like that. I, I get it confused with this being a common thing where the children of law enforcement sometimes do really bad things all right our last story before we take a little break here on the y'all show here's a story from middle tennessee 49 year old robert shoal goddard just might be one of the dumbest criminals we've reported on here on the y'all show as authorities say they busted this man a well-organized burglar he is and he allegedly dropped a notebook during a break-in and guess what this notebook had it contained a list of other places that he planned to target and he's accused of smashing a glass door breaking into a nashville area home back on january 29th stealing a tv and a gun from residents according to records filed in davidson county court but prosecutors said that mr goddard left something behind that allowed authorities to solve the case the case of this idiot burglar a notebook that listed multiple addresses, including one for another home a few miles away that had been burglarized that same day. And investigators there able to identify the suspect in part through notes his daughter left in the journal along with her address. <laughs> also, he was caught on video kicking in the back door of another house the next day, court records state. Arrested last week, now being held on a $15,000 bond for felony burglary and theft charges. Might want to learn if you're going to be a bad a bandit here not to leave a dear diary a notebook about what you've been doing not not smart there more news stories from across the southeast are headed your way plus at the end of this hour we're going to focus on what's going on in new hampshire this evening it's a primary and we'll tell you the latest on that and hear some audio from bernie sanders joe biden and amy klobuchar this is the y'all show Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. (coughs) Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. (sighs) 
For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Beep's coming. You know what to do. Hey, I'm going to just rip this Band-Aid off. We need to break up. You're just, you're not good for me. I'm always sweaty and uncomfortable around you, and I'm not getting any benefits from this relationship. You're just a basic memory foam mattress. I deserve better. And before you ask, yes, there is someone else. I've been seeing the purple mattress online for a while now. Don't blame yourself. How can you compete with a bed that totally supports me, hugs my pressure points, and sleeps so effortlessly cool? Not to mention the 100-night trial and free shipping. Now that's a bed with benefits. It'll make me feel better than you ever could. Break up with your old mattress and get with Purple today by texting OFFER to 84888. Get in on major bundle savings with Purple's President's Day sale. Save up to $350 on a mattress and sleep bundle. Bundle up and save big when you text OFFER to 84888. That's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. Message and data rates may apply. If you're worried about your cholesterol, hear how others are taking charge with garlic. My doctor said my cholesterol was borderline, but I've been taking garlic, and it works. I've been taking garlic for years. My pharmacist recommended garlic. He said there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. I take garlic every day. No garlic breath. Lots of people like you are choosing garlic to help maintain a healthy cholesterol. Garlic, it's cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. Friday is Valentine's Day across the world. Friday also, for those of you who like college baseball, is the opening day for that sport. And Baylor Baseball is a pretty darn good Big 12 baseball program out of Waco, Texas. Matt Herman's our barbecue barrister, also covers everything Baylor and Big 12. And he's mentioned the Baylor baseball team recently on our Y'all Show. And he'll be on, by the way, in hour two today to talk a little barbecue. No college baseball talk today with our barbecue barrister but we will talk about college baseball specifically the baylor bears baseball team right now because they're in the headlines for the wrong reason 14 baylor baseball teammates have now been suspended as they've been linked to a hazing incident there on the waco campus the players will be suspended for parts of the upcoming season which begins friday and all this is because of their role in a hazing incident that occurred february of 2019 The university will be staggering the suspensions over the course of three weeks due to the number of student-athletes involved. The suspensions begin on Friday, the first day of the season, and then that's when each upperclassman will be suspended for two games. According to a local TV station in the Waco area, athletic administrators at Baylor University said they became aware of the hazing in May of last year and immediately reported it to the appropriate authorities. The university said that alcohol and drugs were not involved that seems a little light to let these players only be suspended a handful of games and then they're staggering it over the course of several games which by the way the way college baseball works they don't get into conference play for about three weeks so the games these players for baylor will be missing are really irrelevant and i don't think it's going to hurt them at all now 
Baylor's baseball program is the weak link there in the athletic program at Baylor University. Their football team had a top 15 finish this year and was a whisker away from winning the Big 12 Conference. The college basketball teams of Baylor, well, the women are the defending national champion, and they're in the top 10 right now. The men's team is currently the number one team in college basketball. So the baseball team, certainly not doing good things there. Bad boys there at this Baptist University in Waco, Texas. Speaking of a bad boy and a university setting, how about Jackson State University's president in Jackson, Mississippi? 57-year-old William Bonham Jr. was among more than a dozen people arrested this past weekend in the suburb of Jackson called Clinton, Mississippi. And guess what? He was arrested as part of a prostitution sting in Clinton, Mississippi. A news release from Jackson State University and the Mississippi University system on Monday said that Bynum submitted his resignation and it took effect immediately. Bynum's charged with procuring services of a prostitute, false statement of identity, and simple possession of marijuana. At a news conference Monday, the local police there in Clinton said that people arrested were responding to an online ad for prostitution services where they were met by an undercover police officer at a chain hotel near Interstate 20 in Clinton, Mississippi. The chief was asked if Bynum tried to convince police he was someone else, and the chief said without getting into particulars, yes, he was charged with that, providing a false identity. Bynum had been the president of Jackson State University since 2017, after he had served four years as president of another HBCU in the state of Mississippi, Mississippi Valley State University. Other people arrested? Get this. Shonda McCarthy, director of Jackson State University's art galleries, she was charged with procuring services of a prostitute and possession of marijuana while operating a motor vehicle. Two people from Jackson State arrested in this prostitution sting in Clinton, Mississippi. (laughs) And uh, uh, just a bad day for JSU there. They are going to have a hard time when they suit up against Tennessee State in the heritage classic or southern heritage classic at the liberty bowl next year but yes a prostitution bust nails the president of jackson state university william bynum and also another employee there of jsu the art gallery's director shonda mccarthy rough day at the office for jackson state now a filmmaker who wouldn't sign georgia's israel oath is now suing the state and I'm not so sure I wouldn't be on her side. This is Abby Martin we're talking about. She's a documentary filmmaker, and she refused to sign George's required oath involving Israel and saying that the law is a violation of free speech rights guaranteed by the U.S. Constitution. A Georgia law passed four years ago requires some people to sign an oath pledging not to boycott the Israeli government in order to do business in the state of Georgia. In her lawsuit, Martin says she refused to sign the oath, and her scheduled appearance this month at a Georgia Southern University media conference was then canceled. And she wrote, I will not forfeit my constitutional rights by signing this pledge. A spokesperson within Georgia's university system referred questions to Georgia Southern for further comment, and people there at GSU and Statesboro say they have not seen the lawsuit. Now, this law requires that anyone who wants to contract with the state of Georgia for services worth more than $1,000, sign an oath pledging that they will not boycott the Israeli government. Now, the law, similar to others passed in recent years in more than 20 states, who knew? 
other states that have this similar law, Texas, Arkansas, Maryland, and more. And this person here didn't want to sign it. And I think think they've got a case there. If you're a libertarian there, you'd be in favor of that. Now, more film news coming from the Southeast. A former Jacksonville Jaguar player. That's an NFL team, in case you haven't been paying attention to the Jacksonville Jaguars lately. This former player for the Jags has now won a Best Animated Short Film at the Academy Awards. What a great job there. The film Hair Love, and it was written and directed by Matthew Cherry, and he helped produce it alongside Karen Rupert Tolliver. And it's the story of a father struggling, struggling to style the hair of his black daughter for the first time. Cherry signed with the Jaguars as an undrafted free agent following the 2004 NFL Draft and is the second former athlete to win an Academy Award, first since Kobe Bryant did it back in 2018. How about that? From the NFL to winning an Academy Award. A great job there by Matthew Cherry, former NFL player for the Jags and a winner at the 92nd Annual Academy Awards. Great job there. And finally, to Florida we go. We were picking on the guy in the Nashville area for being a doofus and keeping a ledger of all the places he had broke into. This guy here wins the award for doofus of the day. A man in the Sunshine State's facing charges after he was caught bare naked. Okay, get this. In someone else's bed. As deputies have convicted felon John Lyles, they said that he broke into a Naples, Florida home early last week. I think it was Wednesday morning of last week. While Brandon Vic, while Brandon Hall, the victim, was getting something from his car. And Brandon Hall said, I walked in the house and I hear voices, you know, just thinking it's the TV or something. The sound was coming from his bedroom. And he said, when he opened the door, his stuff was on the floor and there's just a naked guy sitting on my bed. I mean, there's no other way to put it. Bare naked in Brandon's bedsheets was 38-year-old John Lyles. And this stranger who had broken into the home there, Mr. Hall rushed outside, called 911 while Lyles made himself at home and even tossed a PlayStation 4 out the same window he broke in from. <laughs> what a discovery there. When you just go outside early in the morning to get somebody in your car, you come in and there's a strange man in your bed, naked. Not just in your bed, but in your bed, naked. I don't think any kind of detergent would be enough to clean the sheets. I believe we'd have to throw those bad boys away. And that's what's going on across the South here on this Tuesday. When we come back, we're going to shift over and have our political spotlight. It's the Southern Political Report. We've got some audio coming from some of the top contenders in New Hampshire this evening as the Granite State hosts the second presidential contest of the year, Iowa they had their caucus last week it was an absolute disaster is new hampshire's democratic party going to do a little bit better job here this evening we'll find out we'll hear the audio of these individuals plus we've got an update on the story we told you about from south carolina where state officials there were debating whether to name a major interchange in the greenville area after barack obama and then some wanted to name that interchange after donald j trump what have they decided in that palmetto state we'll have that answer after this break Keeps coming. You know what to do. Hey, I'm going to just rip this Band-Aid off. We need to break up. You're just, you're not good for me. I'm always sweaty and uncomfortable around you, and I'm not getting any benefits from this relationship. You're just a basic memory foam mattress. I deserve better. And before you ask, yes, there is someone else. I've been seeing the purple mattress online for a while now. Don't blame yourself. (laughs) 
How can you compete with a bed that totally supports me, hugs my pressure points, and sleeps so effortlessly cool? Not to mention the 100-night trial and free shipping. Now that's a bed with benefits. It'll make me feel better than you ever could. Break up with your old mattress and get with Purple today by texting OFFER to 84888. Get in on major bundle savings with Purple's President's Day Sale. Save up to $350 on a mattress and sleep bundle. Bundle up and save big when you text OFFER to 84888. That's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. Message and data rates may apply. If you're worried about your cholesterol, hear how others are taking charge with garlic. My doctor said my cholesterol was borderline, but I've been taking garlic and it works. I've been taking garlic for years. My pharmacist recommended garlic. He said there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. I take garlic every day. No garlic breath. Lots of people like you are choosing garlic to help maintain a healthy cholesterol. Garlic, it's cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. If you're worried about your cholesterol, hear how others are taking charge with garlic. My doctor said my cholesterol was borderline, but I've been taking garlic and it works. I've been taking garlic for years. My pharmacist recommended garlic. He said there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. I take garlic every day. No garlic breath. Lots of people like you are choosing garlic to help maintain a healthy cholesterol. Garlic, it's cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. Manchester, next to Adam Sandler, but I'll be Woods forever. I'm the new Salinger, cause I could live anywhere, but I choose to live here, the middle of nowhere. I used to shop in Salem, next to Rockingham Park, right there up on 28, you'll find Canopy Lake Park. Bring me up to Portsmouth, the saloon at State Street, catch me up at Gillies after hours for some late eats. It's not the Kangamangus, it's the Kangamagus, it's a scenic byway that I like to drive in August. Now I'm down at Bedford, home of Seth Meyers, yeah, also Sarah Silverman, we're funny. We like to say what's up guy, it's our way to say hi In February it is good to know a plow guy It is shaped like a key, also where I like to ski Tell by my belt buckle that I'm most definitely from We're back on the Y'all Show, talk with an accent on all things Southern I'm John. Great to have you aboard on this sort of important day in the world of politics. Did you know that this evening marks your first true primary of the 2020 presidential race as New Hampshire voters will be having their primary to determine the winner on the Democratic side? I assume the Republicans also are going to be going to the polls voting for their choice, which would be Donald J. Trump. President Trump there in New Hampshire Monday night with a big rally and stirring up people vice president mike prince also there earlier in the day with a news conference ivanka trump was also there with a news conference alongside the vice president in a effort to rally the law enforcement so i think it was called law enforcement for trump and they had that prior to the rally that president trump flew up for monday night well today is ground zero for the democrats in the state of new hampshire it's a primary and we can tell you a little bit more information about this primary we're going to hear some of the top contenders some audio as they were having last minute rallies and interviews on monday but to give you an idea according to real clear politics of what's going on 
in the New Hampshire primary right now. Well, no surprise, Bernie Sanders is going to be your leader heading into the evening as he got the number one position in the Democratic presidential nomination poll average for New Hampshire with almost 29 points there on the poll for New Hampshire voters. Pete Buttigieg, who's been on a tear lately, he's in second place with nearly 22% of the poll respondents in the Real Clear Politics poll average. And then in third place, Amy Klobuchar, and that's the reason we're going to play her audio in just a moment. The senator from Minnesota is certainly trending upward. She had a very good debate performance Friday night there in New Hampshire, and she's doing even better than Elizabeth Warren, the neighbor from Massachusetts. And then Joe Biden is behind her, really technically, according to this Real Clear Politics poll, tied with Elizabeth Warren. So you've got a tier that includes Bernie Sanders and Pete Buttigieg, and then everybody else is kind of in a second tier, Klobuchar, Warren, Biden, and then there's another third tier that's irrelevant people, Yang and Tulsi Gabbard and more. Those people will be dropping out any day now from the presidential race. But right now, the focus is on two things. Who's going to emerge victorious? And then the other real question is, how bad is Joe Biden going to do? Is he going to finish fourth in this state? just like he did in Iowa, this guy who was supposed to be the favorite to win the presidential nomination. I think he's 2020's version of Jeb Bush. Jeb Bush was supposed to win the thing. He had everything going, the name, the experience being a governor of Florida, and he had all the money too. And it looks like Joe Biden might be this year's Jeb Bush. And he doesn't even have a guy named Trump bashing him at this point, as President Trump really was the reason that Jeb Bush crashed and burns, Mr. Low Energy, as he called him. Well, as we get ready for the primary results this evening, which, by the way, join us on Wednesday. We've got a special guest calling in from New Hampshire, reporting on the results from this evening, and we'll have that on Wednesday's y'all show. Before we get to that, on Monday, it was a busy day for the top contenders on the Democratic side as they were trying to get last-minute votes and get people to the polls and such. Let's go hear from a few of these people, starting with Bernie Sanders, the leader, the guy that's expected to win this thing. Bernie Sanders from nearby Vermont, he spoke and he was pretty fired up when he was speaking Monday. Here's the Bernie Nader. Are we satisfied when we have a situation where half of our people live paycheck to paycheck? And I know something about that because my family lived paycheck to paycheck when I was a kid where the working families of this country are struggling while the very rich under Trump are getting phenomenally rich. Are we satisfied when we're the only major country not to guarantee health care to all, where we pay the highest prices in the world for prescription drugs? Where we are denying the reality of climate change and not leading the world in dealing with climate change. So we got a lot of work in front of us. And what this campaign is about, as all of you know, the message of our campaign is not, hey, vote for me and I can do it all. That's not what I've ever said and I don't believe it. The message of this campaign is us, not me. Why do I say that? Why do I say that? I say that for two reasons. Number one, I happen to believe that the function of human life is not what Trump thinks it is. Trump and his friends think that what human life is about and that you are a success because you step on other people and you lie and you cheat and you make billions of dollars. Wow, I'm a success. 
We think differently. We think that we are successful when we reach out to human beings, when my family helps your family and your family helps my family, because we all got a lot of problems. We all have a lot of problems. Bernie Sanders at a campaign event on Monday in the state of New Hampshire as he's getting his forces ready. And I can tell you, if you look at any Bernie Sanders rally these days, it's dominated by young people, the 20 to 29-year-old people. They love him. And then you got other people older than that that love him as well and are very, very loyal. The question is, which of the liberal, the democratic socialists, is that what they're called, are going to emerge and keep on emerging Will it be Bernie Sanders? Will it be Elizabeth Warren? It looks like right now Bernie Sanders has the upper hand. Then when you carve out that lane for Bernie, who's going to be a little bit more of the moderate? Well, Joe Biden is in that mix. And then you also have two other people that are kind of riding in that lane. Pete Buttigieg, as well as Amy Klobuchar. We're going to hear from Amy Klobuchar in just a second. But up first, instead of Buttigieg, who's getting a lot of attention, let's give a little bit of attention to Joe Biden. Could he pull out a top three finish here and get him kind of back on a direction that he needs to be going on as South Carolina approaches? Well, Joe Biden was pretty darn fired up. If you thought Bernie Sanders was fired up Monday, Joe Biden was really fired up and had a lot of high energy. I don't want to compare him to Jeb Bush anymore. He really did have a lot of energy about Donald Trump specifically when he spoke to supporters on Monday. Here is the vice president now speaking there in New Hampshire on Monday. You know, I met a man in Claremont who uh, pulled me aside when I was going around thanking people for being there. Pulled me aside and he said, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to tell my family. I lost my job. I don't know what I'm going to do. And I said, can you come back to the back room with me after the, the whole room, after we finish? And he walked in and he was literally shaking. He said he had several kids and a wife and he didn't know what to tell them. And I told him about, my dad made that same. My dad had to make what I call the longest walk anyone has to make, a mother or father. To walk up a short flight of stairs to tell the kids, Sorry, I lost the job, honey. We can't live anymore. You're going to have to go home and live with Grandpa for a while. But everything's going to be okay. It's going to take a year or so, but we're going to move. We're going to move to Delaware, and we're going to be able to get it done. And I'll come home every weekend. How many people have made that walk? A lot of people have made that walk. But my father said, I remember vividly sitting at the end of my bed at my Grandpa's house. My father said, I promise you it's going to be okay. Because he believed it was going to be okay. Because given a half a chance, he knew if he worked hard, he could make it work again, even though there were no jobs in Scranton. And he did. It took him three years to get a house. But we got a nice house, a three-bedroom split-level home in a suburban neighborhood. Four kids and a grandpa. Thin walls. I don't know how my dad did it. Mom, mom and dad did it. But all came inside. But here's the generic point. They really, really, my dad meant it. Because he believed that if you worked hard, you moved on, you got a chance, you can make it. You guys and women know folks who made that longest walk. How many of them think they can look their kids in the eye and say with certainty, I tell you what, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Former Vice President Joe Biden at an event on Monday as he gets ready on this evening 
for the New Hampshire primary, hoping to finish pretty high, not expected to win. The question is, how far down will he be when the results come in? And last, as we hear for some of the Democratic contenders for president, we'll go down to Amy Klobuchar. She had a, a decent showing in Iowa in that crazy deal that nobody really can tell who won because of the app crashing. But she did quite well in the top four, top five, and did right as well as Joe Biden did in Iowa. Now we come to New Hampshire, and at least according to Real Clear Politics, the polling going into the election here this evening, the primary, she was right there in the top three. She was actually outperforming Elizabeth Warren in the latest polling from Real, Real Clear Politics. She was doing better than Joe Biden. And so with that, and again, with her great results in the debate on Friday evening, she was the darling of that debate, to be honest with you. Let's go here and now and listen to the Minnesota senator talk about her role. She was interviewed on MSNBC. I think it was Morning Joe. Let's go hear that conversation, a portion of it here on the Y'all Show. I've actually gotten things done through the gridlock of Washington. I've passed over 100 bills as a lead Democrat. Uh, when you look at an opponent for Donald Trump, I'd say that is a nice matchup because uh, he talks and blusters a lot, but hasn't helped people with things like rising pharmaceutical prices or rail to Manchester. Um, literally, you, right now, you can get better cell service in Iceland with all of its, Iceland with all of its volcanoes than you can in Franconia Notch. New Hampshire. Um, So there are some good points to make. Uh, But I think the other thing with Mayor Pete is I've won statewide. And that is the one thing that unifies our party more than anything is we want to win. We want to win big. And I've won in rural areas, suburban areas, every single congressional district, every single time, including Michelle Bachman's district. Okay, there you go. She does not bring those receipts. And people in New Hampshire know 2,000 votes separated Hillary Clinton, Donald Trump. She won this state, but barely. Uh, And the they want a candidate that can actually bring people with her. From MSNBC's Morning Joe program, that was Minnesota Senator Amy Klobuchar, who was expected to have a very good evening this evening as New Hampshire voters go have their primary on the Democratic side. And we'll have all the results for you on Wednesday with a special insider to give you the breakdown of what happened here this evening in New Hampshire. And finally, an update to a story we told you about the other day in South Carolina. You've got a couple of busy intersections of, of an interstate that come together in Greenville. Interstates 85 and 385 come together in Greenville County. About 220,000 vehicles pass through that area every day. Only one other area in Columbia and one other area in Charleston are busier in South Carolina for travelers. Well, a resolution was recently proposed to rename that intersection in Greenville after President Barack Obama. And then a couple of Republican lawmakers in Columbia said, no, 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 not in Greenville County. We're going to name this after Donald J. Trump. And they got to fighting. And lo and behold, they've come up with the idea that neither one of those bills are going to go forward and become law in South Carolina, as both members of the House Invitations and Memorial Resolutions Committee agreed that naming roads or other things for living people is dangerous when behavior and reputations can change even without the political divisiveness whenever the president is brought up. A Republican representative from Lake Wiley said, I think this is big political games. We don't want to get into this mess, according to a Democratic committee member. So that's the smart thing. Yes, don't name it after any living person. Frankly, they shouldn't name it after anybody that's not a South Carolinian, if you want to know the truth. 
that's the way it ought to be there in South Carolina. Naming after plenty of great people in South Carolina who've served or serving in government or the military or have created great things. And that's the way to do it there in South Carolina. Rejecting the naming of the Donald Trump intersection or the Barack Obama intersection there in Greenville, South Carolina. That's a major political news to tell you about here on today's Y'all Show. Well, that concludes this first hour. When we come back in hour two, we've got a quick look at sports happening at Sports Lanyap. And we'll give you an update on Philip Rivers, the NFL quarterback. He is going to be changing his address here in the next few weeks and months. That plus our barbecue barrister, Matt Hermans, he's not changing his address. His address is always Barbecue USA. And we'll have a conversation about that when the Y'all Show continues. If you're worried about your cholesterol, hear how others are taking charge with garlic. My doctor said my cholesterol was borderline, but I've been taking garlic, and it works. I've been taking garlic for years. My pharmacist recommended garlic. He said there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. I take garlic every day. No garlic breath. Lots of people like you are choosing garlic to help maintain a healthy cholesterol. Garlic, it's cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. (laughs) Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Beep's coming. You know what to do. Hey, I'm going to just rip this Band-Aid off. We need to break up. You're just, you're not good for me. I'm always sweaty and uncomfortable around you, and I'm not getting any benefits from this relationship. You're just a basic memory foam mattress. I deserve better. And before you ask, yes, there is someone else. I've been seeing the purple mattress online for a while now. Don't blame yourself. How can you compete with a bed that totally supports me, hugs my pressure points, and sleeps so effortlessly cool? Not to mention the 100-night trial and free shipping. Now that's a bed with benefits. It'll make me feel better than you ever could. Break up with your old mattress and get with Purple today by texting OFFER to 84888. Get in on major bundle savings with Purple's President's Day Sale. Save up to $350 on a mattress and sleep bundle. Bundle up and save big when you text OFFER to 84888. That's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. Message and data rates may apply. Another hour of the All Southern Show has arrived, and we're glad that you could take some time out to join us. This is y'all, and coming up here in just a handful of minutes, our barbecue barrister, Matt Hermans is going to be joining us for a great conversation about a couple things that are extremely important. Cutting your meat. Yes, there's actually a meat cutting contest that's going on later this month in Nashville, and I'll get Matt Hermans' take on 
cutting up meat it's not something for everybody we'll discuss that plus the barbecue barrister will weigh in on the big question mark salt pepper salt pepper pepper salt do you gotta have them if you gotta have them how much is the right amount is is it too much salt and pepper and this applies to both pork and beef and chicken too it's going to be a delicious conversation with our barbecue barrister matt hermans and that conversation is coming up in a handful of minutes now remind you here on y'all if you want to join us we welcome your feedback 803-816-1170 our website y'all.com Former NC State quarterback and an Athens, Alabama native, Philip Rivers is going to enter free agency, which means after six years, 16 years with both the San Diego slash Los Angeles Chargers, he'll no longer have a lightning bolt on his helmet and he'll go off to the free agency route. The Chargers and Rivers jointly announcing that the quarterback is going to be taking his talent elsewhere he's 38 years old philip rivers the most prolific passer in chargers history but he's been kind of indicating for a while now that he's likely going to go move along as he moved his family in the last month or so from san diego to the state of florida a big move there because i know he used to live in san diego even when the chargers moved to los angeles and did a commute every day from san diego to the chargers practice facility there in Los Angeles or in the LA area. It might be in Carson where they played. They're moving into an amazing stadium here in 2020 alongside the Rams. In 2019, the eight time Pro Bowler passed for over 4,600 yards and 23 touchdowns. That's the fewest since 2007. And he had 20 interceptions also for the Chargers, who were 5 and 11 in the 2019 season. But this Alabama native. Now, taking his talent elsewhere, and I wonder where he'll end up. What teams need a proven quarterback? Well, one team might be a team that's got a guy who came into the NFL the same year, I think, as Phillip Rivers, Eli Manning. Manning is retired. He will not be coming back. So maybe the New York Giants might want to have Rivers around to help out Daniel Jones, give him a little security. That might be a destination. Now, I saw some kind of image put out on social media that had Phillip Rivers wearing a Tampa Bay Buccaneers jersey. And sure enough, the Bucks have a little bit of a problem there at their quarterback position. They've got a fellow Alabamian of Phillip Rivers as quarterback Jameis Winston. And just like Rivers, he, he, he turned away from the home state schools and went to an out-of-state school for his college choice. But Jameis Winston had a pretty rough 2019, especially a pretty rough ending. In fact, the very last game the Bucks played was a home game against the Atlanta Falcons, and they lost the game, I think, in overtime when Jameis Winston threw a pick six, and the Dirty Birds returned it for a game-winning touchdown. That's not a, a good way to end your season. And I think I might be wrong on the numbers, but I'm pretty sure Jameis Winston threw for, let's say, 30 touchdowns, and 30 interceptions in 2019 and if it wasn't the number 30 it was somewhere like that but he threw for the exact same amount of interceptions as he did touchdowns in the 2019 campaign so rivers experience could be quite handy in tampa bay we'll find out where he ends up soon as all these decisions have to come rather quickly now an update on a former texas a&m player who was suspended from the cleveland browns because of his conduct on the field against a fellow southerner by the way cleveland browns defensive end miles garrett has met with the nfl and it's all about his reinstatement into the league according to a website cleveland.com 
NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell was in attendance at this meeting Monday. Garrett suspended indefinitely for fighting at the end of the Browns game against the Pittsburgh Steelers back on November 14th. That's when he ripped off Steelers quarterback and South Carolina native Rock Hills, South Carolina to be specific, Mason Rudolph's helmet and then clubbed him in the head with it. Garrett missed the final six games of the Brown season. Goodell had told Cleveland.com two weeks ago that he planned to meet with Garrett in the next 60 days. Something tells me Miles Garrett will be back and playing for the Browns here in 2020, but he probably will likely miss a few more games. I guess they'll probably give him about a 10-game suspension and a big hefty fine for what happened there in the closing moments of that Steelers-Browns game. Two teams that don't really like each other anyway, and then you had that nasty fight just... He lost his mind there, Miles Garrett, the former Aggie. Did you see any of the XFL games this past weekend as this 18-league, eight-team league had their opening weekend? And this is Vince McMahon's latest incarnation of the XFL. And I was impressed what little I saw. I had a lot of other things going on this past weekend. But first of all, you got to give them credit. How about having football in mid-February and that's what the XFL is offering and they'll continue to offer as they go throughout the next couple of months now of course if you tune in you may have noticed some differences here as the XFL is really doing some things to speed up the game of play they've got a official on the field who can't throw a flag but their only job is to spot the ball and that speeds up the game quite considerably the average game this past weekend was about two hours and 56 minutes in length. That's shorter than an NFL game, but it's actually more than the XFL's projection of having games be about two hours and 45 minutes in length. The other kind of weird thing that a lot of people were comparing the XFL games to the NFL and even college was the kickoff. They've got a kickoff alignment where the kicker, I think, is on the 35-yard line and all of his fellow teammates are at the other 35 yard line and then the opposing teams at the 25 yard line all this done to help reduce injuries and stuff of the 35 kickoffs over this first weekend of the xfl 91 percent which was 32 in number were returned in 2019 only 60 percent of nfl kickoffs went for touchbacks 36 percent returned so that was a i mean 36 return and you had 91% returned in the XFL. That's a huge difference. The teams that had the biggest return, by the way, was a 59-yard kickoff return by the New York Guardians' Austin Duke in a big play for that franchise. So kickoffs, certainly different. The time is different in the way you score touchdowns. You go for the two, three, the one, two, or three-point extra point. They don't have the traditional kicker come out there and kick a meaningless PAT. That's another interesting deal about this league now if you missed out in week one what's going on in week two of the xfl the new york guardians will be on the road playing the dc defenders that game is saturday also saturday the tampa bay vipers will be at the seattle dragons on sunday dallas will be at the los angeles wildcats and the st louis battlehawks will be playing the houston roughnecks and that's your week two action in the xfl Now to college basketball, the latest rankings are out, and the Baylor Bears continue to be the darlings of men's college basketball. The Bears at number one, number two, Gonzaga. Gonzaga with another great weekend on the court. Kansas, they're at number three. The top roughly nine of the NCAA basketball this week, unchanged from the week before. 
San Diego State, the Aztecs still have not lost a game in college basketball. The Cardinals of Louisville check in at number five. Duke is at seven. That follows their big win against UNC over the weekend. Florida State's at eight, and then Maryland is at nine. Now, there are some changes from this point on, although Auburn's not one of them. Auburn remains number 11 in this week after a couple of big wins for Bruce Pearl's team. Kentucky with a big win over Tennessee as UK moves up to number 12 in the latest AP poll. West Virginia's at number 14. They slipped down a notch this week. And then the Houston Cougars, they move up five spots this week. UH at number 20 in the latest top 25. And then at the end of the poll at number 24, the runner-ups of last year, Texas Tech moves up back into the poll for the first time in at least a week or two. Texas Tech at 24. Then LSU drops seven spots this week. The Bayou Bengals check in at number 25 in the latest men's college basketball poll to the women we go and the sec south carolina gamecocks are number one as they're 22 and one great job there by dawn staley and company the defending national champion baylor bears are nipping on the gamecocks heels baylor is at number two nc state for the first time in a couple of decades the wolfpack are at number four the highest the wolfpack's been in a long time they move up three places here this week. Mississippi State moves up a couple spots. MSU checks in at number six in the latest AP Top 25. Also in the south, the Louisville Cardinals are in the Top 25 at number nine. Maryland's at number 10. Florida State checks in at number 14. The Texas A&M Aggies are at number 16. Matthew Mitchell's Kentucky Wildcats are at number 18 in the latest women's college basketball poll. And the Arkansas Razorbacks move up a couple spots to number 23. They got a win over Kentucky over the weekend. And then finally, Missouri State, the Bears are at number 24. Great job there in Springfield. And the Tennessee Vols have slipped a couple spots. And UT is at number 25 in the latest women's college basketball poll. Speaking of polls, this weekend you've got the running of the first race of the 2020 NASCAR season. And on the pole is Ricky Stenhouse Jr. in his Chevrolet as he's going to be leading the way there at the start of the biggest race in NASCAR's season. This race is going to be 2.30 Eastern, 1.30 Central, televised on Fox come Sunday. Behind Stenhouse in the pole position, Alex Bowman in his Chevrolet, Chase Elliott, out of north georgia will be in the third position as the race begins this weekend jimmy johnson is at four denny hamlin he's in five with his toyota kyle bush with his toyota at number six and then eric amarillola he's at seven william byron eight christopher bell nine and eric jones in at number 10 in the top 10 positions heading into the first nascar race of the season for all you nascar fans i know you're ready to get this thing going ready for that green flag to drop well that wraps up our sports land up here on this tuesday edition when we come back matt Herman's the barbecue barrister will be joining us for a great conversation on all kinds of grilling good grilling goodness it's coming your way with matt and it's coming your way next Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. (coughs) Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief on symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Beep's coming. You know what to do. 
Hey, I'm going to just rip this Band-Aid off. We need to break up. You're just, you're not good for me. I'm always sweaty and uncomfortable around you. And I'm not getting any benefits from this relationship. You're just a basic memory foam mattress. I deserve better. And before you ask, yes, there is someone else. I've been seeing the purple mattress online for a while now. Don't blame yourself. How can you compete with a bed that totally supports me, hugs my pressure points, and sleeps so effortlessly cool? Not to mention the 100-night trial and free shipping. Now that's a bed with benefits. It'll make me feel better than you ever could. Break up with your old mattress and get with Purple today by texting OFFER to 84888. Get in on major bundle savings with Purple's President's Day Sale. Save up to $350 on a mattress and sleep bundle. Bundle up and save big when you text OFFER to 84888. That's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. Message and data rates may apply. If you're worried about your cholesterol, hear how others are taking charge with garlic. My doctor said my cholesterol was borderline, but I've been taking garlic and it works. I've been taking garlic for years. My pharmacist recommended garlic. He said there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. I take garlic every day. No garlic breath. Lots of people like you are choosing garlic to help maintain a healthy cholesterol. Garlic, it's cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. We got 24 tall boys on the chill Yeah, 14 of them's mine A little Marshall Tucker on the radio You know we're just catching a little groove before the show We ain't playing nothing slow at the parking lot party A tailgate buzz just a sipping on suds Ain't ever too early To light one up, fill up your cup Cause I ain't no party like This is the All Show Talk with a Southern Accent. I'm John Rawl. Great to have you aboard here on the All Southern Program, where each week at this juncture, we're fortunate to be joined by our barbecue barrister, Matt Herbens, and he's joining us now for a discussion on all things Q and a little bit of life advice as well. Welcome into the show, barbecue barrister. Happy to be here, John. As usual, I heard something about life advice, though. I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure I'm qualified. For oh, that. yes, give it a shot. you're certainly qualified. You're our guy because <laughs> barbecue is life. We've got a couple of things we sure. want to bring up with you here on the program, oh barbecue barrister. But one thing that I wanted to first talk about, I was scanning the headlines of the Southeast here, leading up to our conversation with you, and when I saw this headline, I said. I got to get the barbecue barrister's take on this because it's something we've not talked about. Coming up in Nashville at the end of this month, they have the 2020 National Meat Cutter Challenge as professional Ooh. meat cutters come to the Music City for a big thing out at the Gaylord Opryland Resort and Convention Center. And they'll be slicing up more than a 4,000 pounds of meat in hopes of being crowned Texas Roadhouse Meat Cutter of the Year. So, Barbecue Barrister, I've got to ask, how important is it to have sliced meat? And are you part of this competition this year? Wow. <laughs> so, 
very important short answer um meat cutting is just the art of butchering right so that's all that is what you got is a bunch of uh, a bunch of butchers a bunch of uh, folks who are very skilled at breaking down an animal is what they call it so um and i'm sure it'll be timed i'm sure it will be uh judged on accuracy of the cuts and what type of meat there's a show this is interesting you brought this up there's a show called uh i think it's called the butcher i can't think of what channel it's on but it's essentially this it is a competition for meat cutters and i found i've watched the first season of it and i found it to be totally fascinating you know i got a little thing for meat now that's you know let's be honest there but it does require some skill um, and some knowledge of how these animals are put together. It's almost like deconstructing an engine or something like that. So, um, yeah, that's pretty cool. It's very important to have somebody who knows what they're doing. We've always, or I have always been an, an advocate of uh, buying from your local meat market as opposed to, you know, a large national corporate chain just because I support small businesses and I like local communities to have their own um their own uh, places like that but it is important because if you don't if it's not if meat is not cut right there's all kinds of different things you can have uneven cooks right you can have part of the uh, part of the meat that's fatter on one side than the other particularly on a steak or something like a chop or a rack of ribs for instance um you can have parts that you do not want into that piece of meat you can have connective tissue and sinew um, tendons and things like that that are attached to a piece of meat. Uh, help me out here. What did you just say? Sinew? Sinew. <laughs> sinew. Uh, I'm going to send you a Valentine's card. But. Yeah, we'll send you right back to the butcher shop if you give me that. So, um, yeah. So there's, it, it well, is what important. is that? It's, sinew. It's like a, it's like a connective tissue. It's oh, just okay. another kind of word for like tendons and, ah. and stuff like that. So, anyway, yeah. Um, very important uh, and good butcher shops good meat markets uh, have good meat cutters and they know exactly what is going to sell they know exactly what the most expensive parts of the the animal is and they know how to present it well and they know how you want to cook it so um, i would say a long-winded way of saying uh, really important and a really cool thing for sure so i ask you barbecue barrister if you don't have your meat properly cut and oftentimes uh, most people i guess use a local butcher for that challenge do you need to know how to properly get that meat cut up before you even think about putting it on the grill well you know it depends typically if you if you buy something from a meat market or even a grocery store or a butcher Mm -hmm. shop it's going to be prepped the way you you like it now um there are a couple different things that are, would be helpful to know, you know, be helpful to, if you're going to do ribs, for instance, it would be helpful to know how to remove the membrane from the back of your ribs. That's, that's probably something your butcher's not going to do because some people like it on, some people like it off. Um, if you buy, so for instance, a bone in pork chop, some people like to remove the bone, uh, and just cook the chop without the bone. I prefer the bone on myself, but it's helpful to kind of be able to do some little small, maybe trim ups like that. Um, it's also nice, particularly if you're buying meat from a grocery store uh, and not a meat market, that's going to basically cut it right there for you to your specs. It's good to know how to kind of trim up uh, some fat on a brisket or maybe trim up some fat on a pork butt or trim up your ribs and make them look pretty. If you're going to buy spare ribs, for instance. So, um, yeah, you know, a good, 
a good meat market, a good butcher shop, a good meat cutter is going to give you, you know, dinner ready meat. It's exactly what the point of it is, but it's not uh, not necessarily a bad thing to kind of know some little tips on how to trim it up uh, from time to time, depending on what kind of meat you're cooking. We're talking to our barbecue barrister here on today's y'all show, Matt Hermans. And before we go diving into the grill, when it gets a little bit warmer weather out here, we need to know how to properly get that meat cut up. And again, coming up at the end of the month in Nashville, it's the 2020 National Meat Cutter Challenge. Is that something you've ever participated in, something like this? No, no. That is that is a skill that is um, outside of my realm. I, I like I'm fascinated by it, and I have a lot of uh, respect for butchers and people who can break down an animal like that. But no, that is nothing. I want to go look at look at a guy with a bloody apron and say, "Here's what I need," and then get it from him, and then take it and make delicious barbecue. That's my that's my part of it. So no, I've never I've never uh, never gotten into the the meat cutting. Although it is it truly is fascinating. Yeah, some of the competition. This is a competition taking place. And it'll be toward the end of the month, February 25th. I know it was one of the days of this competition. Each participant receives 30 to 40 pounds of beef consisting of one sirloin, one filet, and one ribeye to cut up. The meat cutters are then judged on quality, and the winner is the cutter who yields the most steaks with the highest quality cut. How do you stack up there in that department? There you go. Um, yeah, so it would depend on uh, depend on the meat. Um if you're doing ribeye, for instance, uh, every different cut uh, of meat, and of course, there's you know there's pork chops and ribs and like like they said sirloin, different types of meat. But for instance, if you were going to do ribeye steaks, you would probably be judged on uh, the thickness, uh, the evenness of the slice. If you're going to cut a ribeye steak, you might cut it with the bone attached. Uh, we call that a bone-in ribeye. Um, it's got to be even from side to side. You want to have a good fat distribution, um, and you you want uh, you want the bone to be sawed through nice and cleanly. Um, so you want the steak to look good. You know, for instance, if you yeah, on a fillet, for instance, that's a beef tenderloin. All a fillet is a beef tenderloin that is cut into uh, fillet mignons, which are little uh, rectangular steaks, which is what everybody knows of a fillet. But for instance, that would be that is such a lean piece of meat that is probably they're going to judge you on the trimming. You don't want any fat around the fillet. You want it to be essentially pure dark red meat, and you want it to be shaped perfectly because on a fillet, for instance, you want that thing to cook evenly. You don't want a um, you don't want a fillet mignon to come out to a table and it be lopsided or looks like it was hacked up or be fat on one side and thin on the other. Right? It's got to be perfectly shaped. It's got to be the right thickness and it's got to look right. So. There's all kinds of things that go into it. And I'm not an expert or a judge. I'm just a, a big <laughs> fan of meat, you know. So, yeah, there's going to be um, – that's going to be really, really cool. I'd like to I'd like to do that one year. I'd like to be there to watch it happen one year. Well, maybe dreams can come true for you sometime. We're talking about <laughs> this event. It's taking place February 25th at the Gaylord Opryland Convention Center in Nashville, now, one reason you might want to partake of this, Matt Hermans, and all of you who are listening and watching us here on today's Y'all Show, do you know what the grand prize for this said cutting challenge is going to be? $20,000. That's a Ooh. lot of money for cutting up meat. Man, that's a lot of, you know, I don't know what, that, that's a <laughs> lot of meat. 
That's what I'm thinking of. That's a lot of meats. Do you think most of the participants in this contest are butchers? I would imagine either whether or, you know, what I have seen is um, people who break down animals, hunters, who Ah. most hunters, most hunters will take a deer or uh, even a hog or whatever they, they manage to kill to a processing shop, which will have a meat cutter there. Um, but some will do it themselves. So, um, there's some of these folks that are really dedicated to going from, let's say, uh, cleaning the gun to, uh, meat on the table and they like (laughs) to do all the stuff. So, you know, farm to table, let's say hunter stand to table. And so some of these people will be very, very good at breaking down animals as well. So I would imagine, yeah, most of them are butchers that work at meat markets. Uh, but I, I imagine there are some hunters out there who like the whole process who are involved in that as well. Well, this particular event in Nashville is sponsored by Texas Roadhouse, and you're a guy who knows a little bit about Texas. Have you been into a Texas Roadhouse? And if you have been, what do you think of their meats, their steaks, and other grilling options there at this national chain? Uh, I have not. I've never eaten at one. I'm not. You know, I'm not saying that to to uh try to be mr cool (laughs) they they may not exist in texas people in texas may not (laughs) even go to them it's like a chili's isn't it um i'm I'm only i I really don't know i think it used to be called logan's roadhouse but no that's a different that's a totally different place logan's is based out of nashville in fact texas roadhouse could be connected to logan's i don't know for sure it is a little odd that they're having a texas roadhouse competition in nashville you know i think Oof, I don't want to do fake news. I'll leave that alone. But yeah. I, for some reason, I think they're related, but okay. that could be something else. You might be absolutely right on that. Regardless, here on the Y'all Show, we just want to let everybody know about this event taking place again February 25th. It's the 2020 National Meat Cutter Challenge presented by Texas Roadhouse. And by the way, to Texas Roadhouse's credit, if you are a Texan and you just love your Lone Star flag, but you just happen to be outside of Texas and you're just dying to see that Lone Star flag flying proudly, go find you a Texas roadhouse, and I guarantee you'll see the Lone Star flag flying high atop that. And oftentimes you'll see that Lone Star flag flying at a Texas roadhouse, and you won't see the state that you're in, its flag flying anywhere near you. Just saying. They've got yeah. Texas pride on display there at Texas Roadhouse. <laughs> hey, we've got something we're going to bring up after this timeout with our barbecue barrister, Matt Hermans, And it's something I know that's very near and dear to him, at least one of the two, but I think both of them are. So a little tease here. I haven't told him what we're going to be talking about. And to bring us in from break will be a song that is perfect for this conversation. So you don't want to miss it. It's coming up next as we wrap up this Tuesday Y'all Show with our barbecue barrister, Matt Hermans. Beep's coming. You know what to do. Hey, I'm going to just rip this Band-Aid off. We need to break up. You're just, you're not good for me. I'm always sweaty and uncomfortable around you. And I'm not getting any benefits from this relationship. You're just a basic memory foam mattress. I deserve better. And before you ask, yes, there is someone else. I've been seeing the purple mattress online for a while now. Don't blame yourself. How can you compete with a bed that totally supports me, hugs my pressure points, and sleeps so effortlessly cool? Not to mention the 100-night trial and free shipping. 
Now that's a bed with benefits. It'll make me feel better than you ever could. Break up with your old mattress and get with Purple today by texting OFFER to 84888. Get in on major bundle savings with Purple's President's Day Sale. Save up to $350 on a mattress and sleep bundle. Bundle up and save big when you text OFFER to 84888. That's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. Message and data rates may apply. If you're worried about your cholesterol, hear how others are taking charge with garlic. My doctor said my cholesterol was borderline, but I've been taking garlic and it works. I've been taking garlic for years. My pharmacist recommended garlic. He said there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. I take garlic every day. No garlic breath. Lots of people like you are choosing garlic to help maintain a healthy cholesterol. Garlic, it's cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. If you're worried about your cholesterol, hear how others are taking charge with garlic. My doctor said my cholesterol was borderline, but I've been taking garlic and it works. I've been taking garlic for years. My pharmacist recommended garlic. He said there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. I take garlic every day. No garlic breath. Lots of people like you are choosing garlic to help maintain a healthy cholesterol. Garlic, it's cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. It's the Y'all Show, taking you back to the 1980s. 1987 was the year for that one right there that helped get uh, act. And we don't often play hip-hop music here on the Y'all Show. And so we've got our hip-hop expert joining us right now, Matt Hermans. <laughs> and as we wrap up our Y'all Show here today and this act, you probably recognize that song if you were around in the 1980s. Salt and Peppa is the act. And Matt Hermans, I know you love Salt and Pepper, the <laughs> hip hop group, maybe, but certainly the other Salt and Pepper. Yeah, you're you're right. We call uh, as far as uh, Central Texas style barbecue goes, that's called Dalmatian rub. Ah, okay. Um, which, yeah, with this black, you know, black pepper and white salt. So, yeah, I can say I, my wife is a she likes Salt and Pepper. In fact, she knows a little bit more. Uh, the lyrics and the songs there that she probably admit, she likes probably, salt and pepper uh, the musical act or the the i guess well, uh, both. table both. things you find on your table <laughs> both <laughs> both so yeah i can't say i do like the condiment but put it that way yeah okay well let's break it down which one you want to go with for salt or pepper man let's do salt you got i mean that's that salt is 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 the is the salt is the thing, salt of the earth that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Absolutely. So we'll we'll do what you just asked. We'll bring up salt in honor of salt and pepper as we talk <laughs> barbecue with Matt Hermans. So the question is, I guess, when we talk about meat, let's break it down with beef versus pork. How much salt are we talking about for both products here? Okay. So let's. I want to. I want to say this because I know we have. We talk a lot about uh, barbecue on the show, obviously, mm-hmm. and we say we say things like uh, savory rub or sweet rub or sugar-based rub, things like that. Where if so- if someone's not baptized into the 
barbecue obsession like we are, yeah. then this may be confusing. A sweet rub, it sounds like sugar, you know, savory sounds like salt. Any any rub that you're going to use, uh, this is just a good start, is going to have salt, is going to have quite a bit of salt, actually. So is that the main ingredient? Salt, yeah, absolutely. It's okay. got to have salt. You've got to salt your meat. Whether it's a sweet rub or a savory rub or a Memphis style rub or a, doesn't matter. And one of the main ingredients is going to be salt. So there, when I when you describe it other ways like sweet or Memphis style, what you're doing is you're talking about the other ingredients aside from salt. Uh, you, you cannot, you will not have tasty barbecue without salt. Period. End of story. It doesn't work. Um, if anybody's ever for instance, tasted a piece of meat, a steak, or a hamburger, or a pork chop, or a piece of chicken, anything, and you bite into it, and you say, man, this thing needs salt. I don't doesn't have any flavor to it. Now you want to avoid that. You've always got to have salt. It is the world's number one flavor enhancer, and it's got to be in every rub. So that's a good place to start. So when I say something like, well, I'm going to eat, you know, it's a sweet rub, it's got a lot of sugar, got a lot of sugar on top of a lot of salt okay so that's what we're talking about and the more savory rub if i say something that's not we're talking about a rub that's not as sweet what i'm saying is it has less sugar and it's still got salt so that's kind of a good baseline to start with but you have a good question about pork versus beef and the common uh, refrain or the common kind of uh rules that everybody goes by is that pork loves sweet pork <laughs> pig loves pig loves sugar I think that's probably true. I think pigs will destroy an entire uh, sugarcane patch in a matter of hours. But the, the meat itself, pork loves sugar. Um, pork is a is a is a blank canvas for just about any flavor profile you want to use, and it does like sweet. It likes brown sugar. It likes all kinds of different spices. It likes cinnamon. It likes allspice. It likes chili powder. It likes pepper. I mean, it it, it likes everything. But it really, really goes well with sweet so you think of a pork sandwich you think of a sweet barbecue sauce a lot of times you think of ribs you think of a sweet rub with a sweet glaze on it you think of ham with a honey baked out exterior that's crunchy and sweet pork loves sweet you're other- killing me on all those comparisons you're you're a hundred percent right or you're a thousand percent right <laughs> so on the other side the cow tends to like salt uh and not not as much sweet so now, that's not to say that there aren't places that do uh, beef barbecue with a sweet barbecue sauce, for instance, or maybe a chopped beef that has a, a sugary barbecue sauce. But as a general rule, uh, the, the, the cow works a lot better with savory ingredients. When I say savory, I mean not sweet. I mean salt. I mean spices. I mean herbs, things like that. So, for instance, the brisket that, that you would eat in Texas, or at least in central Texas and most of the state, it's not going to have any sugar in the rub. It's going to have kind of Dalmatian, like we talked about earlier, salt, pepper, maybe a little bit of garlic, uh, something else. It's not going to have any sugar. And people, a lot of people are just going to eat that, that beef plain without, um, without any type of uh, sauce or anything. But if you have sauce, that's addition to kind of the savory meat. So general rule is pork loves sweet, beef likes savory. Um, there are outliers to that. Uh, for sure, you know, uh, pork chops, you can do it salt and pepper. It's good. Kansas City does burn ins, and usually those have a sweet element to them, and that's beef. So there are outliers, but as a general rule, the more sugar, um, the better with pork. 
and stay away from it with beef. That's kind of the general rule. All right. Well, chicken that's, too. I'll throw the I'll throw the bird in there too. Chicken doesn't. We, we're all about diversity here on the Y'all Show with our barbecue <laughs> barrister Matt Herman. So, right. what what is it? I'm sorry, I interrupted you. Chicken, yeah, no, equals the chicken. Yeah, you generally want a savory rub and an herbal rub with chicken. You don't want a lot of sugar on chicken. So there you go. All right. What about let's let's not leave out the pork chop. Yeah, pork chops are interesting. So just like I said before, pork chops really really good with things that are sweet like apple you know you think of like a 1950s recipe pork chops and applesauce right mm. but there's all kinds of different ways to do it i wasn't around in the 1950s so no i guess i, I wasn't left, either got but, left out of that one yeah i've heard of it though so but but so so pork chops are wonderful with things like brown sugar i like to i like to rub mine with a uh with a sweet rub and then put a little smoke to it charcoal and then i like to finish it with some brown sugar on top creates kind of a crunchy crust on the pork chop and it goes really really well with sweet uh, but you can also do a pork chop savory you can do it salt and pepper you can do it uh with a less sweet type of rub and it's good pork chop it's gonna be hard to go wrong but i can tell you right now most of the pork chops you're going to go and have at a restaurant are going to have some type of sweet glaze whether it's a, a brown sugar type glaze or a molasses glaze or an apple glaze it's going to have something sweet because it just naturally kind of wants the sweetness Ah, okay. Well, we like our sweet and we love our opportunity here on the Y'all Show to visit with the barbecue barrister, Matt Hermans, when he's our very special guest each week. I'm John Rawl, wrapping up our conversation with the barbecue barrister. And now that we've kind of got the salt out of the way with a little sugar mixed in, what about this pepper thing, barbecue barrister? What is the <laughs> formula for it for both pork and beef? Yeah. Uh, so pepper comes in a few different varieties. Um, I think when most people think of pepper, generally we think of the black pepper. Well, it's, it's going to be black pepper for sure, but we think of the pepper that's in the little shaker Mm -hmm. on a table. And that is what we call coarse ground black pepper. That means it is uh, pepper. Of course, is peppercorns. They're little, little dark colored berries. They get dried out into small round hard black balls that's what pepper starts off as when you grind them up it becomes the seasoning and the spice that we that we use most people probably already know that but you go coarse ground pepper which is kind of like the salt shaker pepper it's kind of it has a grain to it you can see it when it comes out and you've got fine ground black pepper which is a little smoother uh, more like powder and then you have white pepper which is a different type of pepper and that is usually also powdery. So those are those are the three kinds of peppers usually used in barbecue. And I would say 90% of the time, a black pepper is the spice of choice. Now, just as you mentioned before, pig and beef kind of have different relationships with pepper. Um, a lot of times uh, across the South, if you're talking about pork, it's going to be light on the pepper. Uh, if you have a sweet rub, it's going to have other seasonings. They're going to kind of take center stage. You may have uh, some brown sugar, some white sugar, salt, uh, maybe some paprika, uh, things like uh, some people use tomato powder, for instance. There's all kinds of different spices using your rub. Uh, but a lot of times black pepper is going to be in it, but not featured, right? It's on the other end of the spec, because it's a very powerful flavor, and it goes really, really well with, with savory ingredients. It's just kind of a... Um, it's just a little bit of a hint in a sweet rub. You don't want a large black pepper flavor profile generally on pork. However, on the beef side, 
just like we said, beef loves salt, beef loves savory, uh, beef loves black pepper, period. Um, you think about a hamburger with salt and black pepper, you think about a steak. A lot of times you go to a restaurant, the steak is just going to have salt and black pepper, and that's it. Same thing with brisket, for instance. Lots of black pepper, lots of salt. That's that Dalmatian rub that uh, the Central Texas-style brisket makers will use. And people, not only just in Central Texas, people who do brisket that style across the South will use that Dalmatian rub as well. Because beef, particularly beef fat, when you smoke it and it gets creamy and rendered, it loves that black pepper flavor. It just goes really well with beef. Pork, it's nice to have in the rub. Most of your rubs are going to have a little bit. But it's not going to be 50% pepper, kind of like you would with beef. So uh, beef and black pepper are BFF, man. They're like <laughs> Snapchatting each other, right? And pork and black pepper are just kind of like mingling at a party on the other side of the room, kind of like winking at one another. Put it that way. <laughs> and again, with pepper, unlike salt, I guess you do have various forms of salt you could use. But you mentioned the different types of pepper. Is there one of those particular styles of pepper that's used more often, let's say, with the beef? Yeah, yeah, you'll want a coarse ground black coarse pepper. Ground. Okay, uh, coarse ground. You're, yeah, exactly. You want that. Of course. To, of course, of course. It'll kind of turn into a nice, it'll give your 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 crust a nice texture. You definitely okay. want the coarse ground. Okay. And, and so the, the stuff you've got over there on the side of your table, just ignore it. Well, that's pretty much what you're going to use, but you're going to have, you're going to need a heck of a lot more than that if you're going to do a uh, big old beef brisket. On the other side of that that uh, coin, and I do pork a lot. Obviously, I love I like I'm a big pig fan. I will use a finely ground black pepper or even a white pepper because I don't want those big coarse chunks of pepper on pork. I want it to kind of blend in nicely with the sweet and the other spices I have. Well, those sound delicious, all of the options that you mentioned. So your basic salt and pepper, we've broken down how you can use it here, both for pork and beef. But also, what about pepper and chicken? What's your rule on that? Pepper and chicken, yeah, that's wing flapping good stuff, man. They like each (laughs) other. Um, It's a nice mixture. You know, chicken likes... um, herbs you know chicken chicken gets along with you know thyme rosemary stuff like that when you think of a a smoked chicken or a rotisserie chicken you a lot of times have those herbs but black pepper on chicken fantastic same with turkey if if it's got feathers it's going to like black pepper all right so we love our pepper here we love our salt that's the the moral of the story talking to our barbecue barrister barbecue barrister we've gotten through the super bowl with you we've gotten through the national championship and grilling out for all those big events We've got Valentine's Day here this week. It's Friday, in case you have forgotten, both you, Barbecue Barrister, or any of our audience out there. What does barbecue slash grilling and Valentine's mean to you, oh, Barrister? Well, it usually means that I'm going to cook steak. Oh, what it means. so you're, I think, the wifey's okay with you staying home and cooking. You don't have to go to the most expensive <laughs> restaurant in your area, Code. Well, 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 we have a little baby. So what it means for me is cooking steak in the backyard. <laughs> it used to mean uh, going out to a nice place and having a nice dinner and, and doing that type of stuff, which is fine. But with a, you know, a four and a half month old, it, it means it does mean I'm going to be picking up a steak at uh, the local meat market and we're probably going to be enjoying it with the baby. So, uh, yeah. It's, uh, I encourage folks to give that a shot. I, I think people, 
and of course we're talking about grilling now which uh you know obviously a different method of barbecue but i think if uh, i think if people would give it a shot and cook their own steak maybe on a charcoal grill i think they would be real surprised at how close you get to that 50 dollars steak at a restaurant it's it's you buy good meat and you do know what you're doing just a little bit and you might think to yourself man i'm not sure i'll pay that 50 bucks for that steak again and uh you know and that's just particular to steak i think yeah well, I'm certainly not a person that needs to be giving out relationship advice here on the Y'all Show, but let me tell you from my own very colorful background with the opposite sex, the <laughs> one time that I went all out and went and cooked a big fancy meal, specifically on Valentine's Day, it was a very, very successful venture. So all right. you can go... And go to the fancy restaurants and spend bukus of money. But if you just give them that extra attention, that sort of one-on-one attention, and and you cook up a big fancy meal. In fact, you're going to hate this. I did some kind of fancy Italian spaghetti-type concoction. It wasn't necessarily out on the grill like you would do, barbecue barrister. But it got very fancy with the ingredients and all that. And, And I had other parts of the meal and it worked out quite well. So if if you're sitting there on the fence this week wondering if you should go down to the Texas Roadhouse Friday night, well, maybe you need to bring your own grill into the picture and cook for your sweetie. And if you're a girl or woman out there and you need to maybe do something for your your man or whatever your love interest might be, then don't leave out the fact that maybe you might be one to grill up. Does your wife ever grill anything for you, Matt? No, we uh we keep that's that it divorce very, right now. Yeah, we keep uh, we keep the food preparation separate but equal. That's what we do. <laughs> so, what does she do? What? How does she contribute to your relationship? It's <laughs> a good question, John. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, we uh, if it's outside, I'm doing it. If it's inside, she's probably uh, probably doing it. Ah. So, there are a couple little recipes I like to mess around with in the house, but. If it's an indoor cooking project, she's probably handling that. And if it's outdoor, I'm all over that. That's my territory. Ah, so keeping the the wife and husband separate, separate but equal, and that's what that's we right. like. And, that's and right. By the way, you said you got a couple of month old child now. Has she had a? Is she at the stage yet to try daddy's cooking yet? No, she's about four and a half months. So I think they say six months is when they start being able to eat pureed stuff. Okay. So I think maybe the first thing is going to be a, a little pork butt in the, in the blender. <laughs> and I know it's going to be a big event in her life. Something uh-huh. that goes right along with getting your driver's license and that day that she leaves you to go to college. But that force, first yep. taste of pork butt is going to be oh so special <laughs> for the Hearman's family. Matt, no we can't thank it. you enough for coming back on the Y'all Show and talking about all this great stuff from a cutting competition of meat to the importance of salt and pepper both for pork and for beef we always learn so much when we talk to our barbecue barrister barrister and it's so wonderful to speak to you again sir thank you very much i will uh i will count the hours till next time John. all right matt airman's everybody well that will wrap up our y'all show today make sure you join us on wednesday we'll be right back here with more of the show that's all about the south with a little atlantic coast conference sports talk what a crazy game they had in chapel hill versus duke unc and duke this past weekend we've got acc talk and then we'll also have our country music spotlight courtesy of precious harris all that on the wednesday show until that time 
Y'all have a great rest of your day. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. (coughs) Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Keeps coming. You know what to do. Hey, I'm going to just rip this Band-Aid off. We need to break up. You're just, you're not good for me. I'm always sweaty and uncomfortable around you. And I'm not getting any benefits from this relationship. You're just a basic memory foam mattress. I deserve better. And before you ask, yes, there is someone else. I've been seeing the purple mattress online for a while now. Don't blame yourself. How can you compete with a bed that totally supports me, hugs my pressure points, and sleeps so effortlessly cool? Not to mention the 100-night trial and free shipping. Now that's a bed with benefits. It'll make me feel better than you ever could. Break up with your old mattress and get with Purple today by texting OFFER to 84888. Get in on major bundle savings with Purple's President's Day Sale. Save up to $350 on a mattress and sleep bundle. Bundle up and save big when you text OFFER to 84888. That's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. Message and data rates may apply.